Hello and welcome to the Just Keep Thriving podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Agresta. This podcast was created to empower beautiful humans just like you to embrace their power, expand to new heights, and truly feel like they are thriving. My goal is to provide you with actionable tips, empowering tools, and so much more to attract and create a life that you are completely obsessed with. In this podcast, we're going to cover topics including manifestation, self-love and acceptance, health, spirituality, living a life of passion, having more money, attracting more money, being fully expressed, and so much more. I am beyond excited to have you here, so let's get started. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Johnny Maria Gresta, and I am the host of this beautiful podcast, the Just Keep Thriving podcast, that is aimed to help you level up in all areas of your life, really achieve everything you desire, love your life, love yourself, and truly show up for yourself. And today's topic has been marinating in me for a few days now. And I personally keep like a lot of notes on my phone about different podcast titles and different ideas that I want to put out there for you guys. And this one was just really standing out to me. And I usually just go with whichever one feels really true for me. And this is what felt true for me today. So today we are going to chat about the habits that have helped me be massively successful and that helped me really, really, really have the life that I actually wanted, whether it was in my health, my relationships, my business, and all areas of life. Because the way that we show up in one way is typically the way that we show up in all ways. And showing up for ourselves is not easy when life is hard and we struggle and we are humans and that is all okay. So I wanted to go through, it's not a short list, surprise (laughs) not really (laughs) um but I wanted to go through some of the things that really make me successful and that really have helped me pivot in my life and so a little bit of a backstory about me is that I'm currently 28 years old I keep having to think about I'm going to be 29 in November (laughs) it's currently June 15th um and I grew up in a family of people who really stayed small. And I say small in terms of they all had bigger desires. Like my grandmother wanted to be a politician. My mother wanted to be a lawyer. My, my stepdad, who I just call my dad, um, wanted initially had his own business and then closed it down when things got hard. And... I became a registered dietitian, I became a personal trainer, and I just felt like that was still small for me. So I didn't really have any, you know, influence of people like really going big, really going into the exact thing that they wanted. My family loved to travel, really never traveled a lot. My family loved to, you know, spend money and go out to eat and enjoy life in that way and never had the means to do that. Um, really my stepdad, my dad loves to ride Harleys and loves being in the South. He lives in New York and like, he just stayed up North and can't ride his Harley most of the year because it's cold and rainy and miserable (laughs) weather up in the North. And yeah, I just was like, I'm not living like this. I'm going to have everything that I want. And I always had this like fire inside of me, but 
I went into like a job. I went into being a registered dietitian and personal trainer, and I just didn't make a lot of money. Maybe fifty thousand dollars maximum. Um, you know, for the first ten years that you are in, you know, a clinical job as a registered dietitian, like it just, it just wasn't enough to have everything that I wanted. And I'm the type of person who would much rather put my energy into making more money, having more money, having the life that I want, than staying where I am and saving money or not moving into the state or the area that I want or not going on vacation. Um, to save money, right? And clearly a lot of this is around money. That's just true for me. But there was also the like passion, the passion of wanting to be fulfilled every day, wanting to have my own life, like fully my own life where I didn't have to ever um, sacrifice anything that I wanted just to go to a nine to five or something of that nature. And Going into entrepreneurship has been the best thing that I could have ever done for my life. Yes, it has been very challenging, but it has truly allowed me to really live the life that I want monetarily, um, fulfillment-wise, in terms of having control over my schedule, in terms of being able to travel and go where I want when I want. And yeah, I just really value that. And you don't have to be an entrepreneur to do this, but you have to be willing to say, what do you want? And how can I get it? What do I want? And how can I get it? And that's really, really, really important in order for you to feel like you are really successful in your life, right? I don't want part of thriving, part of the reason why I built this brand is because I don't want anybody ever leaving this earth, leaving their current body and dying and living with regrets, living in a place of I wish I had gone after that, living in a place of like, I knew I was epic enough to do that right? And live in a place of fear of not actually going after that. And um, when we don't have a lot of examples of family members or people surrounding us, or we're not in a job that allows us to, to see that, right? We've chosen a career path or a way of being or friends that, you know, have kind of just stayed, stayed small in comparison to what we want, it's hard to do that. And that's what this podcast is all about. That's what my brand is all about. So if you don't know, I have the Just Keep Thriving app. This is an app that you can download on Android and on um, Apple. It should be out by the time this podcast is coming out. I keep saying that, but the Apple Store keeps pushing some stuff back. Um, but it, it'll give you all of the tools that you need to either build your business, improve your health, Um, and really go after what you want to develop a deep sense of confidence, whether you're on a business journey, you desire to make money for yourself, or you just want to improve your relationships, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your body and your relationship to the way that you're living and really just go bigger. So let's get into some of the main habits that I used to really shift. And my shift started back in April, nope, in January 2019. It was right after my then fiance, he's now my husband, but my fiance cheated on me. He kissed another girl. We had just shut down our meal prep business together. Um, Our relationship kind of just, like, like, it just fell apart. Everything that we were pushing and trying to do, like, it wasn't actually truly making us happy. And so we developed a really awful and toxic relationship with ourselves and each other. Um, and yeah, I can go into a whole nother podcast (laughs) about my experience with that, but it turned out that we just weren't happy. We weren't going in the, in a way that we wanted and we were really young and 
we, we really had to overhaul everything in our life in order to make the relationship work because we didn't feel like our lives were working individually. And if your life doesn't feel exciting to you individually, when you come together in a marriage or a partnership or a friendship or anything, it's really, really, really hard to succeed at it. It's really hard to continue to show up well for the other person, let alone yourself, right? And so after he cheated on me, I like looked at my life and I was like, taking the relationship aside, I'm not happy. I need something different. I need more money. I don't want to be broke all the time. I don't want to report to nine to fives like this. I hate all the jobs that are out there. I don't feel fulfilled with this. I hate everybody I'm surrounded with. Like, I'm just not happy. And I had to really look at my life and shift it. So now it is June 15th, 2021. It has been an insane ride. So what, that's three years, 19, 2021, two, two and a half years, whatever it's been. I don't know. Two and a half years. We're going with that. And <laughs> the COVID times make it hard to like figure out what day and what part of the year it is and what year it is, right? We feel like we kind of lost two years. Um, but yeah, that, that's been my journey. And the habits that I'm going to teach you guys in this podcast, as well as um, I might make this a multi-part podcast because it's going to be a long one and I don't want it to be super long. I want you guys to really have the energy to absorb everything I'm saying. Um, but the, these habits have really helped me transform. So as always, I'll give health and business anecdotes and yeah, let's get into it. But let me drink some tea first. Hold on. (laughs) One of the main habits that I have, that I have shifted that is not on this list because it's just not as important was going from coffee to tea. And I still drink caffeinated tea, but coffee just had a different impact on my body. It had a different feeling within my body it like gave me energy but kind of like toxic energy like it didn't it it made me feel very jittery and anxious and I didn't know that it did until I cut it out because I had been drinking coffee since I was like 12 years old or something 11 years old something like that 12 years old I think um and yeah it was just normal and then it became like one cup and two cup and then three cups and I'm like cool I could do some iced coffee oh well just do a little bit here and like it just didn't feel as good as when I drink tea. And so I drink caffeinated tea in the morning and then I will drink herbal tea throughout the day. I'll usually have like an afternoon one um, to relax a little bit and then an evening one as well. Um, And it also increases my fluid intake, which is super important. So let's get into the actual list of habits that have helped me be massively successful and really overhaul my my life and be happier. And I want to preface this by saying that I'm not always happy. (laughs) Not everything is just peachy in my life. Like there's a lot that's not. But these habits have really helped me live a life where I, I truly, at the core, am happy and feel like I'm fulfilled, feel like I am doing well on this earth um, for other people, for myself, and really making the impact that I want, really having everything that I want, really having the life that I want. And of course, there's always room for improvement and COVID fucked a lot of things up, but here we are. It's fine, but let's get into it. Um, The first thing, the most important thing is I started to prioritize taking care of myself. And Before you just think like, okay, well, I know that. I want you to really ground yourself and really think of what does actually taking care of yourself mean? It doesn't just mean eating broccoli and going to the gym five days a week. Like that's good and great, whatever. 
But to me, taking care of myself means like listening to my body. Like what does it need? Does it need rest? And being able to give myself that rest, right? When you're in a nine to five or you're working for somewhere else that it is not flexible hours and stuff like that, you have to show up, right? In order to get paid, you have to show up in order to keep your job. You can't just be like, yo boss, I'm tired today. I'm not coming in. You know, instead you have to force yourself to go in, be miserable the whole day because you're really exhausted and your body really needs to rest. And um, my human design is I am a pro- I am a projector and my body does really well with like spurts of energy and then full relaxation and full disconnection. And if I keep trying to go too much, if I keep trying to push myself, I really struggle with being happy. I really struggle with maintaining that energy. I really struggle with being able to show up for myself and other people. And personally, that was the biggest thing when my fiance had cheated on me when we were just going nonstop. I was working, I was up from 4 a.m. going to the gym and then working a job and then building my meal prep business. And then I had clients on the side and it was 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. for about, I want to say two years or so. And it did not feel right in my body, but I thought that that's what I had to do to be successful. And in fact, I just burned out and my life blew up. (laughs) Money blew up, my business blew up, my relationship blew up. It all just crumbled. And so being able to take care of myself is the biggest thing, which means rest when I need rest. Take it easier when I need to take it easier. Give myself um, downtime. Give myself um, good food. Move more. I'll get into all of these things in a little bit. But really listening to what I actually needed, whether it was sex, whether it was relaxing, whether it was like, I need to get this energy out or I have this epic idea and I just need to go with it right now, right? And when you're in a nine to five, often that, that, that's not accessible to you. And that's why I truly believe that entrepreneurship is one of the best things that the world can go into. One of the best things that is, is available to us and social media makes it so fucking easy to be successful, right? And to just put ourselves out there. Um, so yeah, prioritizing taking care of myself was one of the biggest shifts that helped me be way more successful. Um, the second thing that I did, the second habit that I took on um, is reading. And I don't think that reading a book and listening to a podcast or listening to an audiobook are the same thing. I think there's something very special with sitting down with a book, sitting down with a cup of tea or a coffee, sitting down in nature and reading, sitting down in like a sacred spot that you have in your house and really just putting your head down in a book and really absorbing. And reading does wonders, number one, for our brain and like writing and reading skills, which transfer in all areas of life. But it also helps you recondition your mind to think a different way. And you can filter what books you read so that they feel inspirational, so that they feel like they're lighting you up, so that it teaches you a different way of being, different way of thinking. It shows you what's possible in the world, whether it's fiction or it's um, nonfiction, whatever it is, like it lights you up. And 
Again, I personally prefer um, actually reading to like listening to an audiobook if I'm driving or cooking or something like that. I think carving out time for yourself to really absorb knowledge is really important. Knowledge that that lights you up, right? Growing up, we had to read like I'm gonna shit all over like American classics because I just hated English when I was younger. Um, but like Huckleberry Finn and Lord of the Flies and like all these books that we had to read that like for me they did nothing to me I fucking hated reading because I had to read these awful books and I'm like this does nothing for me which I'm sure it did but it just I I would never pick up that book those books and read it now right but I read self-help books and I think self-help books come with a stigma that like oh you need help (laughs) you don't need help you're fine right it's like um, if you need medication for your anxiety or struggles or something, or you choose to take medication for something, there's like a stigma behind it. And I, I think that we can get the help that we need. And self-help books to me aren't self-help books. They're like inspirational books. Um, I read a lot of Gabby Bernstein. I read a lot of Wayne Dyer is one of the most brilliant humans that have ever walked this planet. Um, I read a lot of Abraham Hicks. A lot of manifestation and motivational humans and um, spiritual humans and allowing myself to read every single day, like hours per day. For the most part, I read at least an hour a day. And this has been very consistent since um, what I said, uh, January 2019, maybe a little bit before that I started reading, but just like a few minutes every day. Um, but it has transformed the way that I think it has transformed the way that I act and it gives me something to do other than fucking scroll on my phone when I want downtime, (laughs) when I want like to just relax and I don't really want to be doing something and I'm tempted to pick up my phone. Instead, I, I pick up a book and I'm not perfect with it, but that's a big thing as well. I love reading in the morning. And I had stopped that for a little bit. I was only reading in the evening. But then I noticed my like morning mind chatter was more busy. And it was busy in a negative way. Right? For a lot of us, when we wake up, our mind automatically starts going down this negative spiral. I'm like, ah, it's Tuesday. I'm fucking exhausted. I have to do this. I have to do that. I didn't show up this way. I didn't do that. Right? There's this whole long list of things that we suck at or things that we're worried about. And it comes on like early in the morning often. And so when I read in the morning, it shifts my brain from this place of everything I'm doing wrong in this place of lack and scarcity and negativity to this place of feeling powerful over my thoughts, to this place of explaining to myself what is possible because I'm reading every single day. And I love, love, love reading in the morning. So whether I do it for five minutes or two hours, Um, I make sure to do it every single morning. Um, The third thing is acting out of where I want to go, not where I am. And this is really hard, especially when we're talking about money um, or especially when we're talking about exercise, right? Um, Let's use the example of exercise. I think money is kind of self-explanatory. But with exercise, a lot of times when we are not in the shape that we want to be in, we're, we're not at the speed we want, we're not at the strength that we want, we're not at the body fat levels that we want, it's hard to move our bodies. And exercise feels hard. Moving feels hard, right? And so when we are trying to go to the gym and we're try- or trying to get movement in, 
are like we're kind of like fighting ourselves because when something feels hard, it, it makes it more difficult to do, right? It makes it more difficult to show up and be consistent with. And so when we go to the gym, I'll just say going to the gym, but you can do whatever you want. You can work out outside, at home, whatever you want. Um, but when we go to the gym and we see all these other people who are, you know, squatting this amount of weight and look like this and are wearing a sports bra here and, you know, we get stuck in this comparison of I'm not good enough. And then we hate going to the gym because all we're doing when we're at the gym is shitting on ourselves, right? And so going to the gym and like being present within the negativity in our mind makes it hard to want to keep going makes it hard to say okay well this is where I am and this is where I want to be so I'm just going to keep going I'm going to get clear on the body I want I'm going to get clear on the fitness that I want I'm going to get clear on exactly what I want for my body what I believe to be healthy for myself And I'm going to go every single day. I'm going to go closer to that and closer to that. And whether that's a rest day, a really heavy pushing day, or just like a relaxing movement day, like all of it gets to add up to that, right? But when we're so stuck in where we are right now and so stuck in the negativity with the presence of negativity in our minds about how awful we are, where we are, and how we're not good enough, it becomes really difficult to show up. And so the biggest shift again, whether it's business, health, relationship, whatever it is, is to get clear on what you want and every single day just go forward. Every single day, continue to be like, I'm getting to this place that I want to be at. And I'm here right now, you get to acknowledge that, but you act, you make choices, you think, you believe that you are successful, that you are getting to where you want to go. And then pretty soon, it's been one day that you went to the gym, two days, three days. Now it's seven months. Now it's eight months. For me, it started off just like um, once in a while. I think I was going with a trainer two days a week. And then I would like go and walk sometimes. And then eventually it's like, holy fuck, it's been a year. Holy fuck, it's been three days a week for two years. Holy fuck, it's been six days a week for five years or like whatever it is. And now it's um, going on 13 years that I have been working on my fitness and have been pretty consistent with like a minimum of like, you know, two or three times a week on average. Um, Most weeks though, it's four to like six. And that's fucking epic to say, but 13 years doesn't come easily. It started with that first step. It started with starting (laughs) and just continuously going and understanding that I was never going to stop until I actually get to where I want to go. And then you have to continue to maintain it, right? So act out of where you are going, not where you are at. Acknowledge where you're at. Be present with the feelings of defeat, of disappointment, or of happiness, whatever it is where you are at, all can exist. But understand that that's not your end point and continuously act based off of where you're going. And also get excited about it. Most people get so stuck in that negative spiral of like, oh, I suck because I'm here and I wish I wasn't here. But the truth is, is that you can be excited about like, I'm here. Okay. I don't want to be here. And that's why I'm going. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy that I'm going. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy that I'm improving this. Oh my goodness. Every single day I feel better. And some days I don't, but on a general sense, I'm feeling better. This is amazing, right? Get yourself hyped up with all of the things that you are showing up for your life for. Number four. Oh, I love this one. So the fourth thing that really helped me be successful 
money that's making more money, um, living the life that I do, um, feeling confident in myself, like whatever aspect of my life you choose to resonate with, um, is really getting more connected to myself and the universe. And I did not know that this was a concept. Um, yeah, I did not grow up religious. I did not grow up spiritual. I actually had a very big aversion to God and any sort of like higher being. And, um, yeah, I just have some issues around, around that, but it's getting better, (laughs) but getting more connected to myself, getting more connected to the universe, getting more connected to God has really allowed me to stress less and trust more and really show up in a way that I always know I'm being guided. I always know that there's something that is, I don't, I don't think like watching over me is the right term, but like just a sense of trust, a sense of trust that the things I'm doing are correct, that I'm always doing my best, that I can't possibly fuck it up. And along the way, I'm imperfect, right? And yes, I can go back and want to make different choices, but everything is always working out for me. So whether my bank account used to go into the negatives or, um, you know, business was hard or business is hard because business just is hard and things didn't go the way that I planned, I choose no longer to look at it as, oh, I'm fucking this up. I choose to look at it as like, oh, this is just my experience and I'm getting more connected to myself and I see that I just don't like this experience. So how can I shift it? right? Getting more connected to myself, trusting in some sort of a higher power, understanding that we are part of something greater than just like our existence here on this earth right now is a beautiful way to just like, oh, I'm safe. Oh, everything's okay. And my human experience tells me everything's not okay because I'm fucking angry. I'm frustrated. I am anxious. I don't like my bank account being in the negative or I don't like the way my body feels right now. Right, but that's my human experience. But I trust that I have infinite power within me, that I get to co-create with the universe, that I get to um, decide what I want. And I get to have what I want, that the universe actually wants to see me succeed. I wasn't put on this earth to not be successful. I wasn't put on this earth by mistake. And the chances of us actually being alive are like insanely small. (laughs) I don't know the percentage, but it's insanely small, which means you have a purpose here. And when you get really connected to that purpose, whatever that is, whether it is through entrepreneurship or something else, life feels a lot better. Life feels a lot more meaningful. And part of our purpose is also to really be present and really learn. And that's really hard if we stay in the human experience of um, anxiety and depression and worrisome. Worrisomeness? Worriness? (laughs) And worry? (laughs) Let's just use the word worry. (laughs) Right? And so getting more connected to myself, becoming more spiritual. If you are religious, cool. Um, I am not, but... It allows you to be in this place of less anxiousness, right? And when you feel that, when you feel that connectedness, you just understand you are on the right path. You understand that the things you are doing are always working out for you, which brings me to number five. Um, Number five is rewiring my brain to always know that I'm on the right path. I grew up just always thinking that I was fucking things up 
that I made the wrong choice to become a dietitian, that I made the wrong choice to become a personal trainer, that I made the wrong choice to be in a relationship with my husband, that I made the wrong choice to have this group of friends and yeah, just everything I just always doubted and it made life a lot harder. And so rewiring my brain to always know that I am on the right path, excuse me, um, allowed me to really be confident in who I am, allowed me to be confident in my choices, allowed me to stop seeking external validation of everything that I'm doing and like enoughness, knowing that I am enough the way that I am, the choices that I make are the choices that I make and nobody can make any better choices for me. I have to trust myself and I trust that I'm always getting to where I want to be in life because I make, I'm taking that next step, right? When we don't trust that we're making the right choice, when we don't trust those voices in our head that are telling us start the business or leave the relationship or shift the relationship or put ourselves out there in this way or go and try this, you know, workout program or something like that, something that we feel called to do, we don't trust it. That's when we stay the same, right? And if we don't like where we are, then staying the same is not something we want, And that means we can shift it, right? So understanding that you are on the right path and understanding that the thoughts that are coming up for you, the the actions that you are feeling inspired to take are the things that are getting you to where you are requires a deep sense of trust, a deep sense of knowing, a deep sense of connectedness either to yourself and the internal trust that you get to have and or the universe, right? Or a higher being. Number six, hold on, quick tea break. (laughs) It is still 940 in the morning, but I just felt really called to speak and get this off my chest, especially because I'm probably going to be spending the rest of the day at the pool. I have like a little bit to do in my business, but today I'm quite tired. So I'm going to spend some more time for myself. Okay, but number six is being strict with my morning and evening routines and just routines in general. And I'm going to preface this by saying that I'm not perfect with them. Anybody who says they're perfect is lying. But my the strictness that I have around my morning and evening routines is... Basically every single day, I have a few hours in the morning that I take for myself and I usually have at least an hour in the evening. The evening one is harder because I do have my husband and I live with him and stuff like that, but it was easier when I didn't live with him. Um, But it's still up to me to really be strict with them. And so I have certain things that are non-negotiables, like I meditate every single day, even if it's not first thing in the morning or even if it's not um, two or three times a day like I like to do. Um, I still meditate every single day. Sometimes it's easier. Sometimes it's more difficult. Um, Sometimes I do it uh, when I'm at yoga. Um, Other times I do it on my mat. Other times I do it first first thing when I wake up and I do it laying down. But that's just a non-negotiable for me. Um, I also have... What else do I like to do? I also read for the most part every single day. Sometimes in the weekends, not as much if we're going out and we're busy and stuff like that. Um, But for the most part every single day. Um, I have tea in the morning. I sit with that. And then I also have breakfast every single morning. And in the evening, 
Um, and then I usually do some sort of movement unless it's a rest day for me. Um, but in the evening, it's really important for me that I do not watch TV right before I go to bed. It can even be like I stop a half hour before I go to bed. But this is something that recently I have been breaking and I have noticed continuously whenever I do break it that the next morning I am more tired than I would be if I hadn't watched TV right before I went to bed. So I do watch TV. I don't watch a ton of it. Right now we're on a new girl binge, which this is the second time we've been watching it. It's an amazing show. But um, I, I try not to watch it um, every single day. And if I do, it'll be like one or two episodes, which their episodes are like 20 minutes long, 20 minutes long, right? We can easily turn it into a four hour fucking Netflix binge, right? And that never feels good the next day, right? And to me, it's not just because like I'll get tired in the morning and stuff like that. It's also because I don't want to look back on my life and say, yeah, I spent most nights just sitting in front of the TV, Right? Rather than watching the sunset or going to a park or spending intimate time with my husband, not even like sex, just in general, right? Talking with him, learning about ourselves, walking, something like that, you know? And so it's really important to me that I stick to that. And I think that's the hardest one, especially when our society is so attached to their phones and TV is such a big thing and like TV is very entertaining and our phones are entertaining, right? So that's probably the hardest, but being really strict with my morning and my evening routine, sometimes I have, I have an afternoon one as well, um, is really something that has made me massively successful. Um, it also helps you carve out time for yourself, right? It also helps you be creative. It helps you take the time for yourself that you probably aren't taking for yourself throughout the day. And a lot of times we just go, 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 go for everybody else. Or like we're busy cleaning the house and working and then our kids come home or you have dogs or then you're making dinner and then you're like, oh, where did the day go? Like I never want to question where did my day go? I want to be present throughout all moments of it. I want to feel like my day is really long. I don't want to rush my days. I don't want to ever like wish the day went any quicker, right? Or went any slower. I want everything to just be very present within my life. I want to be very present within my life. And my routines really help me ground back into that. Um, number seven is, oh, I love this one. Um, the seventh thing that has really helped me be successful is actually listening to the crazy ideas in my head about what I want. And this can be anything from the amount of money that I desire to the type of body that I want, to the fitness level that I want, to the support that I want from a team member or a private chef or a car that I want, a relationship that I want. Like actually just saying, I want this and I get to create this in my life has been really, really, really fun because we all grew up, I know I did, one of my clients said, we all grew up where we were told we can't have what we want. It can't be easy. You can't have that and that and that. You know, that stuff is for rich people. That stuff is for other people, right? That's not made for us. And that makes life really stale, annoying, and boring for me. Instead, I like to say, what do I want? And I make it a game. I make it exciting. How can I create that? And then I do. And I challenge myself in that way. Again, I don't ever want to leave this earth and regret that I didn't get a chance to have something that I wanted. And sometimes you get the thing that you want and you're like, okay, that's cool. I actually don't really want that. I don't really care about that. 
right? Or it wasn't as cool as I thought it was, or it wasn't going to make me as happy as I thought it was. And that's, that's awesome. That's fine. You can shift it. But to say that you accomplished everything you wanted and got everything you wanted, I think is really cool. So whether it's a superficial thing or relationships in your life or whatever it is, you get to have it. Right? And so not silencing my desires, not silencing the things that I want to create and really actually going after it has just been fun. Right? And then it just makes me more successful. It makes me enjoy my life more. Um, the eighth thing that I have done that has helped me as a habit to be more successful is, like I said before, meditation and manifestation. And I have a lot of podcasts on manifestation. It's also something we dive deep into in the Just Keep Thriving app, as well as meditations. You can be guided by meditations from me on there. But manifestation is simply the practice of essentially believing that you can have the thing that you want and believing that you get to attract it. Believing that when you desire something, it's already on its way to you, that the universe is guiding you to it and the thing itself is coming to you, that we don't have to work super fucking hard for it. You have to work for it. You have to take the inspired action. You have to do the things, start the business, put yourself out there, leave the relationship, shift shift the relationship, search for something different. Like you actively have to be doing something, but you believe that what you are doing is actually getting you there. And that's kind of my breakdown of manifestation in a nutshell. Um, and believing that the universe wants you to really succeed or the higher power or whatever, the strength within you gets to succeed at everything and you get to have everything, right? A manifestation is something that any massively wealthy person that I have ever heard give a motivational speech or have ever seen really like talk about their journey, this is something that they practice every single day. And it helps us really get ahead in life and really get to where we want to go. So between meditating and practicing manifestation every single day, my life literally has changed. Um, and that's why I included in the Just Keep Thriving app. The ninth habit that has helped me be really successful is slowing down, loving where I'm at, and truly being present. Um, we've touched on these a little bit before, so I won't go super deep into them, but I was never taught that slowing down was okay. I was always taught that slowing down made you lazy, that there's always more that needs to be done, that you should be always working if you want to be successful, that, you, you know, sleep when you're dead, <laughs> some ridiculous statement. And so that's where I had worked from 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. every single day, was up at 4 a.m., barely eating, just kind of going, 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 going about life. And as you heard at the beginning of this podcast, it did not do me very well. And just burnout is a real thing. Burnout fucks with our mental health. Burnout makes us not happy. Burnout disconnects us from ourselves. And in order to avoid all of that and be happy, we have to slow down. Right? And again, that doesn't mean slow down and like Netflix and chill or scroll on your phone. That means slow down and actually be present with yourself without anything else. That means going into nature. That means meditating. That means moving your body just in a very relaxed way, light walking, light yoga, things where you can be present with yourself. And some days you might need to slow down more than others. And listening to that is really important. And loving where you're at is equally as important. And truly being present is, is equally as important. The 10th thing is 
assessing and shifting my relationships. So when I had decided that I wanted to overhaul my life, that I wanted to be really happy, that I wanted to really go after everything that I wanted, that I wanted to be really successful, that I wanted to be the person who got everything they wanted and was really happy, I had to look around and assess what in my relationships was not serving that mission of mine to really show up in all areas of my life. What friends, what dynamics, what parts of my partnership, what parts of my business relationships or my career, like what did I have a relationship with or who did I have a relationship with and what aspects of it needed to shift? Because when you are around people who are not in line with how you want to live your life and the choices that you are making and they are either being super negative around you or not believing in you and it's just you're trying to rewire your brain to really go after things that you want and then you have somebody else kind of pulling you down right and pulling you back to what's making them comfortable it can be re- it can make life and get going after what you want a lot harder it can make the belief that you can be successful a lot harder right? It's like when I first started my business and I quit my job, my family was like, are you sure you're going to do this? Like, are you sure you're going to be successful at this? How do you know? Is this smart? All of these things. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, sure. I'll tell you when I'm really rich. (laughs) Like, I don't know if it's going to be fucking smart, but I know that this is what I'm feeling called to do, which I think is really smart, right? And so I was able to silence the negativity. I was able to silence and remove their thoughts and their projections from my belief system and I developed such a strong belief that I can be successful that I can have everything that I want that this wasn't going to be stupid that I was taking the right step right and because I believed that anything that they said didn't really matter and then eventually they just stopped asking me they stopped talking to me about it and then they just watched me you know it's like the saying is like when people question you don't even bother answering them maybe this isn't even a a statement but anyway um, or quote (laughs) don't even answer them if they're questioning you just show them let them watch right and my my clients who are growing their business often like their families are just like what are you profiting yet are you successful yet how many clients do you have and they're like it's been a few months to maybe a few years like I am literally learning everything I need to about building a business, this takes time, (laughs) like screw off, right? But our families are, are so quick to project their fear that we are going to, that the fear of failure from that they've had growing up, right? The reasons why they didn't go after what they wanted, they project that onto us. And so they project that fear onto us. They make us question ourselves and it's aimed, it's coming from a loving place, but it is not helpful whatsoever in helping and supporting us, right? And so being able to assess what relationships are serving you and how they serve you and limit the ones that don't or, or be very intentional with how you spend your time with the people who aren't really serving your mission right now. And the truth is when you do level up in a certain area and people have the habits of, you know, not taking care of themselves when you're trying to take care of yourself or, um, you know, staying small in their job when they really want something bigger and you're trying to go after something bigger, A lot of times those relationship dynamics 
change or you, you know, really just no longer spend time with them. And that's okay. And that can feel scary because some people we've been with for a long time. You know, when I first started my business again, I had a lot of friends at that time and they were very, very negative. They were um, very judgmental. They, um, yeah, we're very materialistic. And like, I, I like being materialistic. I love materialistic things, but I also love to really have deep conversations. And so I really had to look at, do I want to be friends with these people? Are they serving me or are they not serving me? And if they're not serving me and I don't want to be friends with them, then I have to just, you know, not be friends with them. And a lot of people I'm no longer friends with acquaintances with, I wish them the best, just no longer friends with. And some people I am still friendly with. I just choose not to share everything or spend a lot of time with them. I choose to find people who really support um, my new beliefs and who I am now, right? Um, I'll do two more and then uh, I will make a part two to this. So that's really important, assessing and shifting your relationships, okay? Because if you want to be someone different, if you want to go into something different, you have to surround yourself with people who are supportive of that. And a lot of times the people who are with right now only support our current version of ourselves, right? And the um, version of us that has ascended in a different way or expanded in a different way, it, it threatens them. It makes them feel smaller. So people often manipulate, people often um, judge and criticize to keep you smaller because it makes them feel better, right? It triggers them and you're not doing anything wrong. It's just an opportunity for them to expand, for them to shift, for them to look inwards, for them to get clear on what they want and go after it, or they can continue staying the same, right? Number 11, the 11th thing that I've done that has helped me be successful is closing loops, learning to close loops. And this was a concept that I did not know existed <laughs> before I started my, my personal development and growth journey. But a lot of times we have these loops in our head that are open. And this can be like wishing that we had handled something differently. Or this can be... You know, having a long list of things that still need to get done. The bills need to get paid. The car needs to get washed. This needs to be fixed, whatever it is. And having a lot of those open loops creates a lot of judgment for ourselves that we are not good enough, that, um, you know, we, we are bad people for not getting back to this text message, <laughs> right? Um, that we should have handled something different and then that that story just keeps replaying in our head of the thing we thought we should have handled better. Right, the place we are judging ourselves. And when we have a lot of these open loops and a lot of open things that we want to finish, it takes up space. And when things take up space in our energy, in our body, in our mind, it prevents us from having space for the things that we actually want to do. And so it's really important to... Personally, I always just brain dump everything that is just an open loop. Sometimes I do this daily. Sometimes I do this weekly. Sometimes I do this three times a fucking day, whatever it is. And I just like to get it out of my head and even just getting it out of my head, like get back to text message from so-and-so. Um, my car windshield right now is cracked and I need to call BMW and have them fix that. Things like that, like even just getting it out of my brain takes up less space. Even if I haven't checked them off yet, even if I'm probably not going to get to them this week or next week, it may be the week after because I have busy weeks, whatever it is. It's just out of my head, 
right? I give it a home that's not within my body. And so I like to really just brain dump all the loops that need to be closed. And then eventually I work on closing them. And then I, you know, check them off and I'm like, epic, I closed this loop. Yes. (laughs) And now I have more space for other things. Right. And this is something that a lot of us are resistant to do um, because it causes us to look at where we are not showing up, where we are not taking responsibility, where we are blaming other people like, oh, but that should be something my husband should do. Right. Or, um, oh, fucking windshield. I hate the fact that it cracked. Shitty things always happen to us. And then we just start going down this like negativity about how our life sucks and how everything happens to us and all of these things right? Oh, I wish it didn't happen to us, which is not helpful at all. Like my windshield crack, I was driving across the country. I'd wish it, I wish it didn't happen, but I'm not going to sit here and dwell on it. I'm just gonna be like, cool, I have to get that fixed. Right. And it makes it just easier to go about our days. when we're just looking at things objectively and not judging them, not placing meaning on it, not projecting it onto others, onto somebody else. Right. Which brings me to the last one of this podcast. And again, we'll do a part two for next week, but taking massive self-responsibility for everything in my life has been challenging and has helped me be so much more successful. When I can look at things just very objectively and seem like, okay, this is all my responsibility. I created this. It's my car. I'm responsible for this car right? The laundry is sitting in a laundry basket in my closet right now. It's my laundry. I have to take self-responsibility to put that laundry away or find help and get a cleaning person to do that, right? A housekeeper, right? But sitting here and like saying, oh, my husband should do that. Or, oh, I wish I didn't happen. That ha- that ha- I wish I didn't have to do that, right? Or I wish that didn't happen. It just doesn't help. And when you can see that okay, I just have these things to do. It just makes life a lot easier. Same thing if you are trying to improve your health and you're trying to eat a different way, right? Maybe eat eat out less, which doesn't necessarily make you healthier. In a lot of cases, it does because when we eat out, it's um, excessive calories, not even just more calories, like it's excessive calories. It's um, higher in fat, it's higher in sugar, it's higher in um, processed shit, like, you know, vet, uh, it's lower in vegetables. Restaurants just really cut corners. They give us crappier quality things, right? And so we have to take massive self-responsibility for only I can choose to not eat out. And when I get tired and I don't want to cook, only I can make the choice to eat out or not to eat out, right? But it all falls on to me. And when you learn to take self-responsibility for all areas of your life, in this case, we're talking about health, then it becomes really easy to show up for yourself. And you're like, okay, well, I really wish I didn't have to cook right now, but I'm going to because I'm going to take self-responsibility and I'm going to take responsibility for the fact that I don't feel good when I eat out or I don't feel as good when I eat out, right? And only I can make that choice. A lot of times we want to improve things and then we lack this area of self-responsibility of looking at what choices we are making, Right? And we're just like, oh, it's not easy, or oh, I don't have the time, or oh, I don't feel good enough, or oh, I don't have the energy. Rather than looking at where can I create the time? Why don't I have the energy? Right? And taking the self-responsibility helps us feel more powerful. It takes the power, like when we are in this place of, I just can't do it for X, Y, and Z reasons, we are giving our power away to these abstract ideas of time and 
um, when I have more energy, then I will be successful with this versus saying, I don't have the energy right now. How can I give myself that energy? How can I make cooking easier? Right? How can I show up for myself in this way? And it's not going to be easy. And I still take responsibility for the choices I make when things are not easy. Right? And showing up for ourselves requires us to be consistent. Improving anything in our life requires us to be consistent, which means we have to show up even times when we don't really want to. That's the most important, rather than just giving in to the hard times and giving in to what is easier. And sometimes you will do that, and that's okay. But I want you to take note of that. I want you to take responsibility for that. Right? I'll give you an example um, with my health, and then I will stop labbing on here. But I hope it's serving you. <laughs> you're here clearly it is so thank you for being here um but there was a few points in my life where I've been very very heavy for for my size I'm five foot two typically I range between like 120 pounds which is like the lower end of my body weight up to like 135 36 pounds maybe 140 but there have been a few times where I've been heavier than that the heaviest I've been was about 155 that I know of I don't weigh myself very often though and I was just in this place and, and not that like if you weigh five foot two, like that's heavy for you. It's just heavy for me and it's a lot of weight for my body to be carrying and it doesn't feel good for me. But everybody's weight and fat placement and muscle mass is different. Bone density is different. So this is just my body, full disclaimer. And I personally feel best between like 130 and 140 pounds. Um, that's when I'm eating super well. That is when I am working out a lot. That is when I'm fast. I'm lean. I'm strong. I have all the things that I want. And we're getting back down there. But I was in this place of like, oh, I don't know why this is happening. Even like with all the work that I've done on myself, even being a registered dietitian and personal trainer, I was like, why is my weight increasing? Why is my weight increasing? Rather than taking self-responsibility for like, okay, I'm here. I don't want to be here. Right? I get to love myself. I always loved my body, but I was just noticing like extra fat in a lot of places, extra cellulite in a lot of places. Moving my body felt more difficult. Doing push-ups felt difficult. Things that normally felt easy to me from the years of work I've done in my health just felt really difficult. And I really had to look at what am I doing in my life that's creating this dynamic in my body where it's gaining weight, where it's gaining fat right? Yes, I have PCOS. Yes, I went off my birth control. Yes, I switched jobs and I became more sedentary because I started my own business versus being a personal trainer and, you know, constantly being on my feet. Yes, I stopped weightlifting. Yes, COVID happened. All these things. And I had to look at what was in my own control, right? And a lot of times we blame our, our struggles in health on the idea of, you know, it's just our genetics, which my genetics state that I'm very prone to gaining weight. My entire family at some point in their life has been morbidly obese. It's just a thing. So my genetics actually state that I should be like that, right? And when we can take re responsibility for it, right? Um, I have PCOS. I have a medical condition that makes it easier for me to gain weight, makes my hormones very altered and all of these things. I can blame it on that or I can say, okay, well, that's a thing, but where do I need to take responsibility for what I am eating, for how I am moving, for how I am not moving, right? It becomes this massive opportunity versus like a, a blame, right? I'm blaming it on all these external factors, COVID, the job, this, that, versus 
what am I actually doing? Right? And we avoid taking self-responsibility. A lot of people in society avoid taking self-responsibility for their actions because it's easier to not look at the responsibility we have to show up in our life. And it becomes uncomfortable. Our, our society is, is accustomed and it's accustomed to being validated that their problems aren't because of anything that they are doing, which is a crock of shit. It is a lie. The entire medical system lies to us saying that, oh, well, it's just your genetics, right? Or it'll say, like, I've had clients where their lab values were altered, and then all of a sudden, um, their doctor's like, oh, it's not bad yet, we'll just put you on medication to prevent it from getting there. And I'm like, you have not actually assessed what that human is doing with their body or their stress levels or how they're feeling or if they're anxious or if they're depressed, how their mental health is and how that relates to the way that they are treating their bodies, right? Our medical system is very, very quick to give prescriptions for things. And I'm not saying prescriptions are bad. I'm not saying medication is not necessary. There's a lot of instances where it is, but that medication needs to be uh, combined with taking self-responsibility. So if you're taking medication, you also have to take the responsibility for your own habits and your own responsibility for yourself to show up for yourself, to heal your the issues that you're having with your mental health, to heal your anxiety. And not healing doesn't mean you're never going to have the problem again. Healing means you become aware of what's causing it. And then you work with the root of the issue. I cannot tell you how many clients I have had that um, are morbidly obese or have um, hypertension or have um, blood sugar issues, have diabetes, and their doctor has never actually taken the time to really explain what's going on in their body. And they're just on a bunch of medications. And then one medication becomes two, becomes three, becomes four. Right? And then you're on medication for the medications. And then you're constipated because you're taking so many medications. Right? And now you need medication for the constipation. Right? And the person's still not trying to improve anything in their life. I'm not saying this is everybody, but this is a lot of the cases that I have worked with and that my clients as health professionals has worked with. And that's the frustrating part that our society makes it normal for this pattern to happen. And if we all just actually took self-responsibility, took responsibility for our mental health, took responsibility for our own feelings, took responsibility for our own actions, we would all be a lot happier. And we are so scared to do that. And guys, it is the most freeing thing when you take responsibility for your actions and your conditions in your life, not even just conditions in terms of medical conditions or your health or something like that, but anything that's going on in your life, your money, your relationships, right? The cleanliness of your house, like everything, it's a responsibility that we get to have. It's part of living and it's a beautiful part of living to say, what, what needs attention today? Right? So when I was gaining weight, when I was getting to the heaviest I've ever been, I was just like, okay, well, I either have a choice here to continue avoiding where I need to take self-responsibility or, and possibly risk my weight continuing to go up, my body fat levels continue to to continue to be going up, my body not feeling energized and good enough to work out the way that I used to, or I can shift it and I can say, okay, I, I, I'm ready to do this, right? I might not want to right now. I might be in a really negative place, but I'm taking responsibility and I get to shift this. 
And allowing ourselves to take that responsibility allows us to take action. That action allows us to get out of the place that we are at. And when we get out of that place that we are at, we feel better. Right? Even if the weight hasn't changed, you feel better when you start moving more. Right? Even if your house isn't the absolute cleanest, you feel better when you start tidying things up, even if you couldn't clean the whole thing. Right? And so taking this responsibility is so important. And again, medications and therapy and things like that are so important to get help from people and professionals. And it's also equally important to really search for what, where you need to take self-responsibility from yourself and what you need to change within your life in order to be the best version of you. Love yourself the deepest. And when you start showing up for yourself, you get to love yourself more. When you love yourself more, you, you start to feel better in your life. And when you feel better, you show up better for other people. And then everything, it's like a ripple effect, right? But it has to start with taking self-responsibility for everything that's happening in your life. And you have to look at where, where, where am I in control? Where can I take my power back? Yeah, cool. Well, that is the 12, first 12 things <laughs> that I have done and I have adopted as habits um, that have helped me be massively successful in my life, have helped me make way more money, have helped me um, have better relationships, have helped me have better health, have helped me really live the life that I actually want. Um, and so next week I will post... Uh, Part two to this, I have a total of 27, so we have a little bit more than 12. <laughs> 15, I think, is that what it is? Anyway, whatever it is, I think it's 15. 15 more for the next one. Um, a lot of them will repeat and kind of wind in and out, but if you enjoyed this one, please let me know. Screenshot the episode. Tag me in it. I would love to know if you guys like me chatting like this and like me sharing this stuff with you. Um, let me know what resonated with you the most. DM me. Um, and if you want more help with this, you can head over to the Just Keep Thriving app in your app store. It should be available. Definitely check the show notes below because if it's not, I will put it there. But this is coming out in like a month, so it should be. <laughs> I hope so. Um, but I hope you guys have an epic day and thank you for spending time with me.